Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Open Gym. This week's guest is Connie Hung of Costante in downtown LA. Connie talks about her journey in opening up a jewelry brand. She talks about how COVID affected her business, but she still remained optimistic and gave back to the community. And she even lets us in on some of her future projects. This episode is titled With Love and Intention because those were the values that Connie had for herself when she started the brand, and she's carried them out ever since. So without further ado, let's get it started. Thank you for joining us today on Open Gym, Connie. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, My first question is, who is Connie, what do you do, and where are you from? My name is Connie. I am the founder and creative director of the fine jewelry brand, Casante. Um, We hand make fine jewelry here in downtown LA. We do uh, focus mostly on custom projects. So prior to that, I was in finance. And before that, I went to school in Boston and I was born in Taiwan. I grew up in Diamond Bar. It's like a very small town, very super suburbia, but Asian version. Uh, so I grew up in a pretty like conservative environment and then I ended up going to school in Boston. And then now I'm here. <laughs> so did you go to school for finance or? I went to school for business administration. So it was, um, I focused in, oh, in Boston, I went, studied um, operations and organizational behavior. So organizational behavior is more like HR. And I think it just, it really ties in. It ended up really tying really well with Costante because Costante has such a human element to it. But prior to that, it's like, I feel like so many times when people build businesses, they're always thinking like frontline, like how do we brand? How do we market this and that? But yeah. for us, I know to, in order to scale, our foundation needs to based off operations. But this is me like, growing up in a business family, doing operations, studying operations and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool that I was actually able to use my education for what we're doing now. Yeah. Not so many people get to use their education with whatever they're doing. Yeah, for sure. I think I was, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying I did great in school. Not at all. Like that's when I started smoking weed, but, um, it's just like it really applied and then it ended up really resonating with me after I graduated and after I started Costante. And then that's when I was like, damn, shouldn't, should have studied more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much things you learn from school, like not just being in the classroom, but like doing all the dumb shit that like you get into. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And like for me, Boston was such an eye opener. Um, I, Growing up in Dunbar, like all of my friends are Asian. The whole town is like 70% Asian. So when I went to Boston, I just, I realized how Asian I was, which is weird because I'm like, duh, I was born in Taiwan. But then like shit, like I'll go there and they'll be like, why are you drinking hot water? And I was like, (laughs) what do you mean? (laughs) This who I am. Um, So you mentioned... Your brand, Costante, is a, is a jewelry? Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so um, we, we focus on, so I have a collection. I have a collection online through Costante, and I design all of the collection. And 
we include um, curated pieces. So I'm, I can't take credit for making a piece like a herringbone necklace. Yeah. So we're just like, we know our vendors very well. Like even for our custom projects, um, our tagline is with love and intention. And that's something we apply to every single aspect of our business, whether it's marketing, vendors, operations, our partners, like everything is like, if I feel like you're kind of sus as a person, stuff like that, or I feel like you don't do things the right, the right way, meaning like, I think it's unethical and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't work with those kind of people. So I know, say you choose, to, you want to make that frame in your background into a bust down pendant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know every single face that will touch that pendant and I trust them. Like I would trust them with like, you know, they're holding very valuable things and trust is very important. And yeah. we want to make sure like we treat our team like family. So they treat us like family. And so our clients, when they get it, like the whole piece is literally made with love and intention. So, you know, pretty much everyone that like does all your products and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know every single face, like we don't even refer to them by like the step, like say we're setting diamonds. We yeah. don't say, go to the setter, which like it's Carlos. Cause now Carlos is a homie. Yeah. Um, yeah. We like to be very transparent because jewelry have you seen uncut gems yeah i have that stigma kind of like trickles down to us a little bit some people come in and they're like are you gonna switch out my diamonds no i didn't know people do that you told me so um yeah it's like we really want to be the new wave of jewelers in downtown that's like working really transparently and honestly with like globalization right now there's just no room for bullshit like and like you said, though, like if you establish trust, even with the customer, like they're going to keep coming back, especially with Julie, like Julie's not cheap. It's not anything you get, you know, and you don't want to get, get fucked over. Yeah. And I know since like my favorite, I love working with uh, custom pieces because I get to work with people. I'm a very social person. Um, so, but then I know like some people are like, they're like saving up to, buy this custom thing for someone really special and yeah because that moment is so intimate and like the build up of it it just takes so long it's not just like oh i'm buying a t-shirt here so um yeah it's like they're saving up for it. there's a lot of meaning to it and i don't want to interrupt that and ta- like love between the recipient and the giver you know mm. all i want is to make sure like when they deliver like that shit's shiny like they wear and they love it um because those moments are so special before I did jewelry, honestly, I oh my shit was like from H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, my partner was like, you can't, you can't wear that. <laughs> you gotta wear, you wanna, you gotta wear our stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like people are gonna think you're selling fake shit, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't yeah. Say yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Can you um, talk about the inspiration behind the brand to start the brand? I know I read about it on Journey or Voyage. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, re- I did my research. So I read a little bit on Voyage. Um, I felt like there was a lot to talk about there, but it was just very short. So I wanted to hear more. Okay. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed because I don't feel like I have a really great founder story. Like I... Yeah grew up in a nice suburban neighborhood i didn't like you know i i didn't have like i don't have that kind of story but 
mine is more like I was in banking and I kept so I worked with the head of operations so I ran I did all of the events for like 300 plus people building like a great good company culture so that you know so that people working there feel comfortable talking to their boss so when that stuff flows everything flows you know yeah and then with that i was like our the company has so much power to give back to the community that they make money off of and they should do it because it's a big corporate company so i kept trying to do those things but then i would get blocked by mm. corporate politics which i was like that's so whack <laughs> yeah I, I don't, okay, sure. So then I got really lucky and I was doing some volunteer work at the time. I was encouraged by Matt Pham, the same guy that encouraged Jorge. You got to get him. Yeah, we got to get him in here, huh? Yeah, that's, dude, that's Matt, three times. there's no Costante without Matt too. Like Matt made me, like pushed me out of my shell. Like he was like, you can do it just like this. And I was like, Oh yeah, and he's the one that connected me to Sexy Beast. So I, when I was at the bank, I wanted to do all of that stuff. And then I was volunteering with Sexy Beast and they did a Planned Parenthood gala. And I got to soft launch there at the Marciano Art Foundation. And that was kind of like my kick. Um, I, we debuted two pieces there and we sold 80% of the inventory we bought that day and we were able to donate all of that to Planned Parenthood. And that for me was like, a okay, we got this, like we can yeah. do it. Because for me, I didn't want it to just be like fine jewelry. I, for me, I always wanted to find my own lane to give back, but I didn't know how. I was like, I don't have any experience in the nonprofit space. I've volunteered, but I've never like led any those kinds of initiatives. You know, I just know yeah. what resonates with me and what I feel like I want to donate to. So Tara, she's part of Sexy Beast. Um, she really, really influenced me because she was like, you can just use the skills that you have to create your lane to give back. It doesn't have to be locked into a nonprofit space. So that's like, that's what I want to do with Costante. And that's kind of, I hope that's what the brand has been emulating is that this is a fine jewelry brand for the people that want to spend money, but also want to feel good about their purchase. They don't want to just feel like, Oh, I bought something really expensive. Yeah. Like they bought it from a small business. They bought it from a women owned company. They bought it from a brand that uses their budget to give back to the community. Um, so like when COVID first kicked off, Oh, that sounds really bad. When, <laughs> when, um, when the pandemic started. <laughs> she's still um, kicking. She's still kicking, man, the Rona. Um, when it first all start, started, we were like, okay, we need to, first we need to pause because what are we going to do? Like, yeah, this is not the time to be selling fine jewelry. It's just not right. And what can we do? to help everyone, like what can we do to help com the community? And we ended up moving like a bunch of our Q2 to Q3 budget to, um, we were just like, I'm just gonna make this for philanthropy. So we um, worked with this small business called Co-Create to make a bunch of face shields for nurses. And we would, I 
instead of donating them to the hospital, I just like threw it on the gram. I was like, let me know if you're, you're a nurse and your team needs masks. So okay. through that, I was able to, I would just like, we would just drive around and like drop them off at their house and stuff. And through that, like I made so many like new connections with these nurses who are doing amazing stuff, still doing amazing stuff, like risking their lives every day with three layers of gear on. And it's just really awesome. And it made me happy that I was really able to do what I wanted to do with the brand this year. Yeah. To get back. Oh, that's really sweet. You, you could tell like during this whole COVID pandemic thing, like brands are really trying to figure out how am I going to sell? And that's really cool that you did. Like, how am I going to help? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. So why is, uh, why is jewelry or what does jewelry mean to you? Mm. Um, kind of all, just all tying back to the root of our brand with love and intention. For me, jewelry is, I was never big on jewelry. Jewelry was like, it was very special moments that I would get them, you know, like, um, yeah. I got this, I got my first gold necklace when I turned 18 from my parents or my parents went on a trip and they bought, they saw this really pretty ring and it was around my birthday. So then they got me this really nice ring. Um, so for me, it's more of a reminder. I think I wrote that on my letter from founder. Jewelry to me is more of a reminder of beauty. I feel like a lot of, I'm not, not hating on them. Like a lot of fine jewelry brands portray jewelry as something women, not women, people need to be beautiful. Like this is what will make you pretty, you know, like, yeah. Oh, wear a pair of earrings and you'll be pretty. But for me, it's like, it's kind of just a reminder. So like throwing on the earrings isn't going to make you shine. It's just like now you're shining. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I kind of, it's, it's adornment to me in the best sense where it's really just like a, a reminder of everyone's innate beauty. Okay. Also the letter, um, your letter, the, it, how do you, how do you call it? sorry, you cut out. Uh, the letter on your website, the founder letter, badass. I was going to say, like, I read it. I was like, well, this is legit. Like, the first time you go on there and, like, someone's transparent about what they're, like, trying to do, you know? Because I feel like Thank all, you. Yeah, all mission statements are, like, uh, we're here to help for our community. But, like, this one felt like you were saying it out loud to me. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, that's the goal. To be transparent. To be transparent, and because we do so many custom pieces, it's really a human. It's all about human connection. You know, if I don't see human, seem human through the internet, or just, it's kind of hard to want to be like I want to buy something really intimate with this person, especially if we're not like a big brand, you know. And yeah. I feel like our story will out is what outshines it all. So through Voyage, I learned that you stated you had no jewelry experience. So <laughs> yeah. how was like- Other than my H&M experience. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that? Like, was there any fear in starting a jewelry brand? So much fear actually. Um, fears from self, fears from family and 
honestly, the first time, so my partner, the way I got into jewelry was my partner was in jewelry already. And he was like, hey, do you want to start a women's line? And for me, I was kind of like, who, like, who are you talking to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't, I never thought I was really creative. I never thought I could design anything. But I kind of was just like, fuck it, let's try something. So we, uh, my mom got me these pair of earrings. And we, I used the structure of it to create our first pair, which is the opal drip earring. And I kind of just saw like things I would like instead of this or that. And then I, that's how I built my first piece together. And I knew how I wanted it to move. So that was kind of my intro to jewelry design, which was, I guess, basically my boyfriend just threw me in the pool and was like, here, just try it. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay. it's like a sink, you know, sink or swim type of thing. And luckily I swam. Luckily I swam. But it was really scary because like, my mom was like, you're going to do what? And I was like, I'm doing a pop-up. <laughs> like, what is that? And she, I was like, I'm at West Elm. She's like, you are? She's like, you're stuck at West Elm? I was like, no. <laughs> I was just doing a pop-up. And she, she's just like, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> oh, no. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. So a lot of Fear comes from there. A lot of the fear comes from like, oh my gosh, what if I do this and then it doesn't work work out and then I'm off track and I'll be behind, all of this stuff. But I was like, I think my friend told me this one time. It's like, it's just, it's good to feel behind sometimes. And I think that would be my advice to everyone also. Like if you're feeling behind, that's the right energy. Like that yeah. means have to keep going you have to keep chasing and that's just been it for me because i vented to him he's the super successful chef um he makes great chili sauce at boon sauce um <laughs> throwing a bunch of plugs yeah, no, <laughs> um but he's like i was when i was really scared i was just venting to him and i was like i feel really behind i don't know if i can do this and he was like no that's the feeling you want like that keeps you chasing because if you're satisfied then you one more time, you know yeah. yeah so that's kind of the reminder like every time i get scared i'm like i'm in the right place <laughs> yeah so is there still any like sort of backlash from your your mother <laughs> Dude, I'm, my mom she's all day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah have you seen the um TikTok trend where it's like do you think you can hurt me to i grew up with an asian mother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> but nothing I think, you say to me is going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah, nothing hurts. It's not. <laughs> um, no, I think it's getting better. Like, I can feel my parents are like, okay, like, this is moving. Because um, I'm getting less of those comments. Yeah. And my dad will even be like, hey, maybe you should grow your business this way. And he's like, a huge businessman and it's so awesome we were able to like break that ice and now I can like ask him for advice and it's just it actually turned out really great like it's just the same thing it's like I was so scared of like having this bad relationship with them because of what I wanted to do yeah but it just took time hard work patience and now my dad's like do you want to make masks <laughs> <laughs> do you want to collab 
Yeah, no, but Loki, he asked me if I wanted to do like a collab type thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Where was this energy earlier? Huh? I know. My mom still hasn't shared that kind of energy, but. Um, this next question is kind of tricky. Like, I don't need you to give me the numbers or anything, but like, okay. uh, when you started Costante, were you financially stable? Or do you have like a savings fund? Yeah. Something? Um, I definitely had a savings, but kind of like what I mentioned earlier, I don't, I was really lucky that I was able to just join my boyfriend, like with a company he grew already, like for so he started two years before I did, and I was really lucky that I was just able to join him, so I didn't incur any of the startup expenses. We just okay. built, we just continued to like build together. Um, so yeah, I don't have like a great founder story. No, no, yet. you're fine. Not everyone's founder story is <laughs> Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, like I did it after I knew like I could do it without struggling because that's just it's also the asian in me where i'm like i'm not gonna just like jump in with zero dollars yeah um, i definitely had a little savings to prepare me for like this kind of transition but i was really lucky that i um had my boyfriend to support me and my dad is a huge entrepreneur so i told him what i wanted to do i told him i was scared i told him about money concerns Luckily, I have still not ever had to take money from my parents for a costante, but with my dad was just like, take risks, man. Don't be scared. Just do bold things. Like he said that to me and I cried on the train. Um, and he said that to me, which is um, pretty crazy because our family, we op we communicate a lot, but we don't like talk about our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff so when he said that to me it, it like it got me kind of shook i was like me <laughs> like you're, you're you're telling me to take big risks and like don't be scared and just do it and i'm like okay and he's like don't tell your mom <laughs> <laughs> um and i was and that um after he said that i was like i'm not scared of anything until yeah. I'm talking, and now i'm scared of everything, of everything. <laughs> Okay, also, what are some of the things you like the most about um, Constante? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I really like that we were able to, like, build a brand off of creating my own lane to give back. I think that's my favorite thing still. Um, I love that we were able to build a platform and build a community around just, like, giving back. So when for production i know every single face but with costante i'm able to choose like people we want to work with you know like i want to put on more women of color like i intentionally choose to like our photo shoots i try to bring on all girls so it's just like an all-female team and i feel like that's how you that's how you bring more people of color and bring women to the table i have to be very intentional with choosing it I have to be like, I want to work with a woman. I want the photographer to be a woman and I want the model to be a woman of color <clears throat> because that's how we continue to get representation and being able to do that and see people that look like me in like one of our photo shoots, you know, I think it's 
really awesome because it's not something we all grew up with. Yeah. You, you were used to seeing like the same model for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just kind of like, oh, I don't, I guess that kind of is not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, you watch commercials and you'll be like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't even make sense to, you know? Yeah, like, I'm just like, is that what white people do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not being racist. (laughs) (laughs) So you've mentioned some of the things you like about the brand or about creating the brand. What are some of the things you dislike? All right, I'm going to, I might kind of sound like an a-hole. Jewelry is a very old, old industry. So a lot of the people that work here are very, very like old school, like very traditional. Um, I like most industries are like male dominant, you know, but I think one of the things I had to struggle with here is everyone thought I was Yoshi's receptionist. (laughs) Uh. Stuff like that. Or they'll be like, oh, just tell your um, tell your secretary to just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not. And I'm the owner? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm his partner. <laughs> but then there's just, I've had to learn, there's just certain ways to talk to, like, those kind of people that help me be more effective. And I had to realize, like, hey, I had to let go of, I have to let go of my ego to get some of this stuff done. Like, I know who I am. I don't need them to know. So that was one of the harder things. Another, um, some of the other tough things is, um, I'm really lucky that all of my clients have been, like, really, really, really nice. But I think one of the tough things about selling fine jewelry and expensive things is that it comes with lots and lots of, lots of communication. So it's just, like, I don't want one it's there's a fine line with feeling like I'm forcing someone to buy something but I still have to sell something Mm. you know what I mean like I don't want to feel like I'm like forcing someone to buy a ten thousand dollar engagement ring but then if they're asking for like I want this quality that's just that's just the price I can tell them yeah so like it gets really tricky and then I get really before I used to be really really scared of like talking about money with anyone like if my friends owed me money i'd just be like, <laughs> I'd be like really uncomfortable be like hey still got those. you still got that 30 bucks <laughs> um, <laughs> but then i had to kind of like grow like learn how to be more comfortable doing that especially when i realized like okay when if i don't pay me i'm not paying my vendors and they every one of our vendors is a small business and that's something I love about Costante too. Like each individual is running their own thing. They're all like little individual bosses, you know? Yeah. And this is how we build our jewelry community is by like supporting each other. It's not like they, they don't work for me. I don't work for them, but we just work together. So what can we expect from the brand? Um, maybe immediately or in the future? Um, I'm, I'm excited to announce this. It'll be the first time I, I really announce it publicly. Um, at the start of Costante, I had this idea and it's, I want to build an intentional collection. And that has been my, like, I need to do this and it's going to be very integral to the brand. So the intentional collection, the goal is that every piece is dedicated to a cause. So say 
you are really passionate about saving dogs and you want to make something that's dedicated to this rescue. So you design, like say it's like the open gym logo and you're like, okay, this is, it's this because of this reason and that's how it correlates to the cause I'm passionate about. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll have that piece a part of the intentional collection. And that way for every order, we'll donate to the cause that the artist chooses. And this gives a platform for artists to design jewelry where they aren't able, where they aren't usually able to. And it kind of, it ties back again to with love and intention. Like we can use this like design that the artists use to give back to something they feel purposeful for. And that's, I want to like build out a whole collection of those and have Costante really circulate around that. Um, so the first one, I hope this doesn't lose you any followers, is going to be um, donating to the Equal Justice Initiative. They combat mass incarceration, racial inequality, excessive punishment. Yeah. And it's they fuck 12, but I know I, they're not all, um, not all cops are bad. I know it's, you know, it's just for the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. I don't know. Tricky situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I lose any followers for this and I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Okay. I fuck with that. Um, but yeah, it's going to say fuck 12. It's going to be like little danglings. And then we've already started taking some pre-orders. But right now, I'm preparing the launch for it. Um, so, you heard it here uh, yeah, first. <laughs> that's dope. When is the yeah. launch? Um, I think I want to do it at the end of next week. I'm going to put that out there, so I forced myself to do it. Oh. <laughs> so, it's set in stone now. Now it is, because I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep um, on looking. I'm going to hold you to that. Launch? Yeah, we're gonna get. It's gonna be cute because so usually I feel like a lot of you know, um, like the fuck twelve that kind of stuff is usually targeted. It's usually created like in a very masculine design, mm -hmm. but we made it like really, really small and it like dangles and it. But it's an old English that's so like ladies can wear and they're like, I don't yeah. Either fuck police brutality. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be so aggro. <laughs> is there any other design that besides that one that's coming out soon? Or um, I'm really yeah, that one is like I'm so hyped about that one. Like I'm finally doing it. It took me so long to do it. I was just really scared, and I always felt like this is not the right time. This is not the right time. Yeah. But with everything going on this year, I think police brutality is something that like we really gotta tackle. Um, yeah. We recently dropped a name ring. I'm super hyped about that one. I called it the autograph ring. That one I'm really, really excited about. We actually pulled a reference from ASAP Rocky. Oh, okay. Um, have you That's seen the one on your website, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen the Baco ring? It's kind of from yeah. that, <laughs> but without the line under. Um, so I'm trying to integrate more like semi-custom options. So uh, I feel like online it's hard to feel comfortable fully designing out a custom piece so we yeah. have the option to do like consultations like just through the phone or like video chat um, but the semi-custom options are great because you can just say we have this one ring um, that has like diamonds on the edge and you can choose a gem and I feel like for those you can choose like your birthstone a healing stone something that is intimate to you without having the like pressure of like oh i need to design a whole thing and you can 
make it your own without making it so difficult. Really. Yeah, without doing all the design. Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited for that fuck 12. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're gonna. I'm thinking about making it in silver too, just so it's accessible to a lot of people. But I'm still thinking about that part. Oh, I see. It was gonna be in gold. Yeah, I was gonna be in gold just because we do fine jewelry. We're gonna do stuff in um, solid gold, but for all of our customs, it we do silver too. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. So. Any advice for anyone trying to start their own business or following a path similar to yours? Um, I kind of like what I said before. I think let yourself be scared. Just if you're feeling behind, you're in the right place. Like if you feel behind, that means you have to keep chasing and just try new things. Try something that makes you uncomfortable. Try something you think you might not like. You know, because that's where you learn like, okay, I, I really like this or I don't like this, but this is what I liked from it. And this is how I can apply it. I mm. feel like yeah, constantly, um, my uncle shared this with me. It's you should try to know as much about your industry as you can. Um, so say I'm doing jewelry. I should learn more about like where the source. That's what I want to work on this weekend. Like that's like keep learning, keep making yourself uncomfortable and just when you get scared, know that you're in the right place because it's all it's all about the journey. Like, it's about the journey. It's about the process. The end is just what you make of it, and you don't want it to end anyways. So yeah, <laughs> that's really good advice. Um, did you want to drop your Instagram or the brand's Instagram? Yes. Um, I'm please it's at costante with three underscores because at costante and at costante.co ignored all of my dms so we got <laughs> three scores after <laughs> i know i'm like and they like my photo so wait yours costante's ig is Dante. yeah it's at costante with three underscores okay and at and costante.co to shop online oh okay so there's two Yes. All right. Did you want to drop yours? Um, I'm Connie Hungry. My last name is Man. I like to eat. So <laughs> Connie Hungry. <laughs> That's funny. So with that, I want to thank you, Connie, again for joining us today on Open Gym. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Omar. Thank you. That concludes this week's episode. I want to say thank you again to Connie for giving me the time. Um, I also want to say I had a really fun time recording this episode. A lot of good laughs that could not make the cut. To the audience, I want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you tune in next week.